0: What's up, friends? Welcome to Date to Mate, the show where I try to help you suck less at dating. Today, it's all about the girlies as we run back the D2M way segment with volume two, sharing and advising on a couple scenarios from the D2M ladies audience. If this sounds interesting to you, keep listening and as always, enjoy the show. Alrighty folks, we're back today with another edition of Dating the Date-to-Mate Way. Today we've got a couple awesome stories that have come in from some ladies who are looking to get a little bit of advice. So they're both pretty different. I've gone ahead and read through them, but we will get right into it. So scenario one, hi Date-to-Mate. I'm having a hard time getting a read on the guy I'm seeing lately. For context, we've been seeing each other on and off for about four months now. In the beginning, he was really charming and extremely consistent with his effort. It was like we were on autopilot in the best way. That said, after getting more intimate, I've noticed he's fallen off to the point now where it's feeling very one-sided on most days. The effort seesaw is exhausting. I know you've done episodes about hot and cold behavior. I've listened to Tating Thermometer five times over. Well, thank you for tuning in. That is a good one about hot and cold uh, signals, but I'm absolutely stuck right now. When we're together, it feels amazing, but as soon as we leave one another, it's like an emotional roulette table. I never know what I'm getting from him. Worst of all is that he will leave me on red for days at a time, and then seemingly out of the blue, he'll start blowing me up. He does make plans in advance, which I like, but I've noticed we're doing more days at his place rather than going out on dates. It just feels like a lot of the same stuff, and it's getting a bit monotonous. I do really like this guy, but I'm seriously confused. I don't want to fully give up on the situationship, but I don't know how long I can take living in this gray zone any longer. Appreciate any advice you have. Okay, so I appreciate you writing in. My brain is just calculating all of the different things here and, and just trying to settle on everything that you said so I can kind of take it in and internalize it. But So there's a couple things going on here. Um, first and foremost, the, the, the first thing that I sort of drew my attention... Um, two was I've been seeing each other on and off for four months so usually in around like two to three months from what I've seen is when relationships start to enter into more of the serious realm so if you've been doing things the date-to-mate way you've been spending time together hanging out a couple dates a week in the beginning or maybe once a date um, one date per week in the beginning and then on and on as time goes on you start to spend more time together until around the two to three mar- month mark you're you are Going to usually be spending time together like every other day or most days in a week. And that's just the natural progression. So, the fact that you guys are in like a situationship at the four month mark is a little concerning to me. It it says well, I'm a guy, so I can obviously only talk about it really from like the guy's um, experience or point of view. But as a guy myself, if I'm in a quote unquote situationship with someone for four months and I haven't made it serious at that point, I'm probably just either not looking for something serious or I just harshly don't really like you that much. Um, Otherwise, I would have locked it down sooner. And maybe I'm in the minority there, but I don't know. For most guys, what I see is like they're usually... Very keen, especially once their feelings get involved, to like lock someone down. Um, especially once that amount of time has passed. Now, if you guys have been seeing each other and that frequency is like once a month or once every other week, and you guys are just like catching up, booty call, whatever. Like, I don't know all the details, but if that's kind of what's happening, then it's possible that you just haven't spent enough time together to progress to that later stage. But usually, if you know, it sounds like you guys have been. We're spending time at least in the beginning together, and it was pretty consistent. So, yeah, I'm I'm leaning more towards this guy's either a fuck boy or he probably just doesn't like you that much. Because because guys really know in the beginning, it's like when you start dating a girl. Usually, the first or second date or first time you really see them and you start to have a crush on them, or maybe you're meeting them for the first time. It's like when that first. View happens you usually can tell from the visual standpoint like okay this girl is girlfriend material or, or long-term potential and then as you get to know them and their personality and their sense of humor all that good stuff usually within a couple dates you're able to figure out like ah this is someone I don't mind sleeping with versus someone that I would actually build a relationship with so just something to keep in mind um, I lost my notes here one second let me go back cool so you talk about getting intimate and then falling off after that. So that's another key sign too, right? So they in the beginning he was charming, consistent, everything was on autopilot. That's great. But then they get intimate and then he falls back and now it's feeling one-sided mostly. So, you know, classic case of guy gets to the end of the chase, wins the game, wins the race so to speak, and now it's like, "Well, I've gotten what I wanted." So it's not interesting anymore, it's not exciting, and I'm just going to pull back plus Usually, when men and women are intimate, the woman that's that's a key for the woman to start unlocking a little bit more of her feelings. Once people sleep together, I find that that kind of takes it to that next stage. And it's usually for women more than it is for guys that that emotional boundary starts to come down a bit and then they start to bond more with the person. So it's only natural that their feelings are going to be a little bit stronger once you've gotten intimate and are at that point in a romantic relationship. So for her, she's, after that, I'm guessing, feeling a little bit more attached to the guy. And, and he is just doing what he's doing, probably being a fuckboy. Maybe he likes her, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's juggling other people. We don't know what's going on. But, I mean, if this is four months, like, I would just, you know, don't delude yourself. Look at the signs of it. You know, look at how most other people in healthy relationships, their progression usually doesn't take four, six 12 months to get someone to become your boyfriend or girlfriend at least if you're an adult and you're healthy and you you have a healthy mindset and all that good stuff now effort seesaw yep I could understand how that's exhausting. I'd be annoyed too. And yeah, the hot and cold behavior episode that I, that I dropped a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's a great one to go back and listen. You can pay attention to the signs in this case though. I do think obviously you, you are catching the signs, you know, sort of what's going on and you're trying to understand now, like why it's happening. Um, again, like I, I think we have a pretty, I would say reliable state or sense of what's going on. Um. You know, I think when you look at people and their behaviors and their patterns, usually someone that's there for you, wants to be there, wants to be, you know, a part of the thing, have something consistent, have something serious, they're going to show up more consistently. So the fact that he's not, I think, again, it's like, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm stating the obvious, but it's hard when your emotions are evolved, involved, not evolved. You want to evolve your emotions past the point where you can be involved and still see what the right thing is. Like I put a little spin on it, Uh, but that's essentially what we're doing. We're trying to level up our game, be able to recognize these things so we can solve our own problems for ourselves rather than, you know, reaching out to Dylan, but that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm love to field these and, and give advice, but I want you to get to the point where you're able to do this on your own. You don't even need my help. So the last part here is again, like the final nail in the coffin, you know, it's like, I never know what I'm getting from him and he'll leave me on red for days at a time. Then he'll blow me up. Again, more hot and cold behavior. You know, she doesn't want to give up on a situationship, which I completely understand. But, you know, I think one of the things I also want to stress and emphasize is when people are weird with their phone, and we've talked a shit ton about the phone in the past, how to text, key signs, red flags, all that good stuff. But when someone is weird with their phone, you ha- you have to understand, you know, A couple things. First, you need to look at them and say, are they the kind of person that like will leave their phone on the table, you know, in their house for days at a time? Like they're just generally detached from it or you know, they let their phone die. Like my my brother, he he'll his phone's never charged, it's always dead. It's like it's like I call him fifty-fifty shot, I go straight to voicemail, or his phone's been turned off or some shit, because he's just that boneheaded about it. But like There are some people that are just like that. So if if your person is like that, then you have to, you're kind of in a unique side scenario where you might want to look at that and say, okay, this is what the pattern that they've shown. So if they behave in this way, it's not that uncharacteristic and it's not necessarily as much of a red flag. Now, if you're with someone that like works on their phone, has their phone with them 24 seven, I mean, that's going to be most people these days. I would say eight out of 10, nine out of 10 people fit into that second category, then you need to be a little bit more concerned about like being intentionally left on red, you know, not getting responses days at a time, especially if you've been dating for a while and you're starting to get to know that person and open up, you want to pay attention to the signs. If out of the blue, they've been certain, you know, responding in a certain way and have been exhibited exhibiting a type of behavior that is different from now, all of a sudden what you're getting again, don't delude yourself. The The answer is usually obvious. We just don't always like to look at it and acknowledge it. So do your best to to really investigate it. And at the end of the day, trust your gut. Go for whatever it is you believe to be true. And you'll usually end up in a good situation. So um, just to kind of wrap things up here on this first one, like, like I said, I would just pay attention, monitor the behavior. If this continues to go on, I mean, I would just either have a conversation with him, be straight up and say, Hey, look, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And most guys, they'll either straighten up or they'll peace out. You know, we're stupid idiots. Like we just, we're big fucking people that just take up space. Like we don't, there's no real uh, sophistication to our plan. And most guys have horrible game anyways, they, they just fall into success by accident. So, you know, don't give us that much credit. I would say, be honest about what you want, be upfront He's either going to reciprocate or he's not. And then if he doesn't, just walk away, leave him his loss and move on. But I would tell you right now, based on what I'm reading, that it's likely this guy's not probably going to change anytime soon and probably not going to start taking you seriously unless you put a little pressure on him. So, you know, take back a little bit of control situation. Now, moving on to scenario two here. I'll try something a little different with this one. Rather than reading the whole thing, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read... Kind of a couple lines at a time and then make comments there rather than, you know, having to go back and and double read what I already uh, explained to you guys. So scenario two, help exclamation point. Always love when a message starts with that. I'm seeing two guys scandalous. I really like them both, but for different reasons. And it's taking me for a loop. Guy one is on point. He has a great personality, stellar job, and is easy on the eyes. He's the total package on paper. Well, that's cool. It's cool that you're dating multiple people. I mean, listen, I love that. I love that for men. I love that for women. I think everybody should date multiple people in the beginning. Date not have multiple relationships. Very clear distinction there. I think it's cool for people to date because dating is what comes before a relationship. And once you're in a relationship, a relationship is a boundary, framework, state of mind, situation, scenario, whatever you wanna call it, where two people agree to continue dating one another but with the exclusivity clause (laughs) unofficially overlaid on it, right? We're not seeing other people. We are committed to one another. So key distinction the relationship is essentially an advanced level of dating, but again, with those labels and with that commitment. So I want to make sure that I'm constantly separating those two things because it is okay to date multiple people until you find a person that is willing to enter into a mutual relationship where you can have the labels and have the commitment. We don't want to be trying to force relationships with people that just want to date. We don't want to accelerate the stages. We want to let things happen naturally. So Good job dating multiple people. And this first guy seems like he's pretty cool. Good personality, seller job, easy on the eyes. Yeah, you you gave something away here though. Total package on paper. So he's boring. And I've already read ahead, so I know he's boring. But when I was reading this the first time, <laughs> I was like, "This, yeah, this dude's just probably a little too predictable. So let's find out what she actually says. So he's the total package on paper, but he's almost too buttoned up he's super regimented and responsible which i can appreciate but sometimes our dates feel more like an interview than an adventure now again i cheated cuz i've i've read ahead and i already know what happens but when i was reading this i was like yeah this is exactly what's going to happen it's It's just like textbook. It's a guy that's like a perfect, send his resume to your parents. You know, your dad will love him because he's financially responsible and he has a 401k, and your mom will love him because he looks cute. He's got a clean shaven face and he holds the door open for your grandma when she comes over for brunch. Like, just classic things of like a gentleman. But clearly, he's, you know, either focusing too much on the outward appearance and the shell and not providing any additional substance, or he's just a boring guy. And, And honestly, Unfortunately a lot of guys are just that way. I don't know if it's society that makes them that way or their friends, their parents, pressures, all that stuff put together, but sometimes it's going to happen. So the good news is a lot of these guys it, it could just be a show. It could just be them being nervous. Like you you don't really know so much in the beginning. People really show you who they are over I would say the first 90 to 120 days, in the first 3 to 4 months. Like if you don't know who somebody is then you know you're probably not spending enough time together, but Anyways, I say that this is a these are good problems to have. Like, he, being a little boring isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. You know, predictable is also stable. It's consistent. So maybe you have a conversation and see if it'll start to open up. Or you can also poke fun and be playful with it. Like, I think guys sometimes can be sensitive and their egos can get hurt. But we're also not mind readers. And I think again, women. The, the theme of today is giving guys too much credit than they deserve. Like we don't know what's going on half the time. We don't know what's going on with ourselves. Like we have a problem with just go and like sit in the garage or go to a workshop and like pound on hammers and nails and stuff until like we feel better or we go throw weights around because gravity is a choice. It's not, it's not a law. Yeah. So that's the kind of mentality that we have, right? It's it's just kind of fucking bash our heads into the wall. You know, we don't really talk about our feelings a lot. We just kind of do whatever the fuck we want. So, um, you know, we, 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 tinker with things so to speak so sometimes that will happen with guys and so to get back to my original point like if you don't say anything you know we don't always know so if you see something say something and at least create an opportunity for a conversation to happen he's not going to know if you don't tell him uh yep but sometimes our dates feel more like an interview than an adventure yep got it it's giving major ick and i don't like it (laughs) fucking ick there it is again. Yeah. So the ick. Well, that's tough. Cause yeah, you can see clearly that like this, this woman is likes this person, but now it must not be what she's used to. Or maybe her friends are in her ear. She's watching social media. I don't know. Like there, there's so many other factors outside that can like give people this ick, but when it happens, it's not good. You usually can't recover from it. So guy number one, if you're listening out there, if you happen to know this girl or you're dating her, you're probably not, but You'd benefit from the fact that you are close, my friend, to entering into Dylan's famous, infamous, actually, shadow realm. You don't want to be there. You really can't return from the shadow realm once you're there. All right. Guy number two, though, is such a vibe. So now she's on a guy number two. But man, is he all over the place. I'm not sure if he works. Yikes. Or what he does during the day as he's a freelancer, in quotation marks. Well, you know, at least he's not an entrepreneur. No, I'm just kidding. I love entrepreneurs, but like, I feel like that's the classic, like, bro, if you own like a laundromat, you own a laundromat. If you're a real estate guy, you're a real estate guy. I, I The term entrepreneur doesn't mean anything. It's like, yeah, I'm a human being. Okay, great. That doesn't tell me anything. It just, you know, it's a loose, loose framework of things. So freelancer is cool. Maybe he's a writer. Maybe he does, is a creative. I'm guessing, obviously he's like all over the place and more free spirited. So more than likely he's doing something creative, which not a bad thing. It's actually cool. It's better than boring fucking stick of uh butter bland flakes or whatever. I like butter, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on butter, but you know, Mr. Brand Flake over there. That's what we'll we'll say. So as long as he's not <laughs> dealing drugs, I think I might be able to manage continuing our fling for now. He makes me feel excited and alive and burst when we hang out, but also sometimes he's just so impulsive and it's sort of off-putting. It's hard to even take him seriously sometimes. Uh, especially when he wants me to take the relationship seriously. It's like, how can I do that without the other? And that's fair, right? Like how can you take any sort of situation seriously with this guy? If he can't, you can't even take him seriously. But he's also handsome. Like guy one, and in a weird way. They both kind of look somewhat the same. It's like they're two halves of the same coin. And maybe it's just cause I have a type, but anyways, can you help me pick which guy I should be pursuing? I wish I could fuse them both together, but alas, that is not the world we live in. Well, Guy number two is obvious why you like him. I mean, well, if they both physically look the same and you have a type, okay, makes sense. But then the fact of the matter is this guy seems like the complete opposite or, and and more than likely not, they actually both have very similar qualities. People tend to like over-exaggerate the differences between things. Usually it's a couple key traits, or maybe they are completely different. I don't fucking know these guys, but anyways- my point is even just the way you describe guy 1 and guy 2 the types of words you use just the overall language I feel like you in like you you like you like going on dates with guy number 2 but you want to date guy number 1 and that's a big difference because some people are just meant to be more temporary in your life than others Guy number one, I mean, he's buttoned up. He's got everything. Like you said, he's on paper. If if these two guys were college applications, guy number one's going to Yale and guy number two is probably going to Clown College U in fucking Florida. I think, right? actually, I shouldn't be hating on Clown College University, whatever the fuck it is, the one I'm talking about in Florida, because I guess, I think that's like a really competitive school. So I'm going to take back my statement on Clown College, but I'm just saying traditional sense guy number 1 feels like more stable and a better pick and i don't know what your life looks like you actually didn't describe much of that at all so i don't know what you're uh, more aligned with but if you're like the standard person you're just a woman you work a job or you're in school you know very basic by the book so to speak and if that's the case then you're definitely a better compatibility fit for guy number 1 but if guy number 2 fits more of your lifestyle and you're more crunchy or grungy, granola, whatever you like, your artsy, fartsy, all that cool stuff, go for it too then. I mean, I think then in that case, guy number two might be better, but I think you have to prioritize what you want. And so my my piece of advice here is I would actually make a list of all the things that you want and don't want in a relationship, your uh, must-haves and can't-live-withs. Those are the two that I would I would categorize it as. And so anything that you must have and anything that you can't live with, you need to create a um, two master lists and then merge it into an ultimate list where you only have 10 choices each from each list and you rank them one to 10 and put the things that you care about the most as number one all the way down to least at number 10. You're going to have a list of things you can't live with and you can't live without. And that's by design though, because what we want you to do is put all the things there that are the most important and use that as a guiding light, because no person's going to be perfect for you. You're going to have to compromise in some case or another. And so stability, comfort, you know, financial uh, success, those things you know, might rank higher than adventure or spontaneity or things like that. For some people, that order might be different. So what I'm trying to get to at the end of this whole thing is make a list. Start to guide yourself, orient yourself, and maybe that will give you the answer that you need to to figure it out on your own. By comparing these two guys, you might be able to easily say, say, you know what, for for who I am right now in this moment, this is the guy that I'm going to pursue. And my recommendation is if you're going to break it off with the other guy, be cordial, be cool, Um, always be nice because in the future, you might shift your priorities. That person might grow up. They might loosen up a little bit. You'd ever know, and you want to have the opportunity to walk back through that door in the future. So never burn any bridges if you can avoid it. Um, And yeah, just just, I would approach it that way and see what happens. But you have a little bit of an abundance situation, which is great, rather than a scarcity situation. So you're in good shape either way. I wish you the best of luck. Well, friends, that wraps it up for today. I hope you enjoyed volume two of Dating the Date to Mate way. Hopefully you enjoyed these stories as well. To the people that wrote in, thank you so much. I appreciate the love, support, and your trust in me to give you the proper dating advice. So with that being said, I want to wrap things up today. I appreciate you guys. Much love.